Welcome to Casa Live, everyone. Uh, I guess we don't we don't care about how anybody's doing anymore. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, we I, we've been doing some reformatting, and I just want people to know I'm super out of the loop with how this goes currently. <laughs> so forgive me right out of the gate, but I do see a whole lot of familiar faces in chat. Thank you, Ern, Janine, Mark, Adrian, Bruni, everybody in chat. You guys are incredible. Thank you for. Being here, I'm Logan, uh, Vice President of the Board of CASA, and with me today is Kristen Noel Marsh. I would That's be it. No, member how coordinator you? is my official title, I guess. You are the member coordinator. A member coordinator. Whatever. So, okay. so what is the topic of the week, Kristen? Today, we are going to be talking about um, Ivali and the how that all tied in with um, nicotine vapes and and the deaths and all that other kind of stuff. So we will get right into it. And then oh, afterwards, right. we will have the, uh, oops, on the wrong one. Afterwards, we will have discussion and questions. So get your questions ready. Uh, Logan, you can star stuff over there if uh, they can come back to it after the fact. So I will star all the things. You're all starred star in my book, but okay. questions, I'll star them. Hopefully I won't be scratchy. Okay, so first question, and we'll get right into it. What is Evali? Uh, Ivali is an acronym for e-cigarette or vaping associated lung injury. Um, I'm looking over to the side because I have my laptop with me, so I'll do it this way. Uh, the team was coined, the term was coined by the CDC after an outbreak of lung injuries in late 2019 that appeared to be linked to patients having a history of vaping nicotine, THC, or both. The vast majority of patients with Ivali had non-fatal symptoms, including shortness of breath, chest pain, cough nausea, vomiting, fever, and weight loss. Studies showed that most people who died already had pre-existing conditions and risk factors such as age, obesity, um, diabetes, or CVD, uh, cardiovascular disease, or COPD. As of February 18, 2020, a total of 28, sorry, 2,807 hospitalized Ivali cases were reported to the CDC, including 68 de deaths. Okay. When and where was the outbreak? Uh, the first cluster of cases was identified in southeastern Wisconsin on August 1st, uh, 2019, quickly followed by more cases in northern Illinois. The CDC subsequently received reports from all 50 states, D.C., Puerto Rico, and U.S. Virgin Islands. The outbreak peaked in the U.S. in mid-September 2019 and then declined significantly in the following months. CDC has not updated its case report since February of 2020. However, in some states, they are still reporting occasional cases. For example, local health departments in California have reported 39 cases with one death since March of 2020. I have to do this here. I have my apologies. Uh, very few cases occurred outside of the USA with 19 uh, cases reported to the Public Health Agency of Canada one in Belgium and one in France. WHO's advisory committee on the outbreak also pointed to isolated cases in Japan, Mexico, and the United Kingdom, though some of these reports predate the description of Ivali, meaning they were basically before they were calling it Ivali. So, whoops, how is Ivali diagnosed? Uh, there is no single test free volley. It is what's known as a diagnosis of exclusion, which means that a doctor will conduct tests to rule out other potential diseases and conditions. It can be challenging because the symptoms are similar to those of other respiratory diseases like pneumonia, uh, seasonal flu, and even COVID. Uh, 
A doctor will begin their diagnosis by asking about vaping within the past three months and whether the product contained nicotine, THC, or both. A chest x-ray or CT scan is usually necessary for diagnosis and will show hazy looking spots called opacities in the lungs. What caused Evali? Okay, so here's where it gets a little. In late August 2019, the cannabis publication Leafly published an investigative report on the practice of using vitamin E acetate, a thick substance that had recently become popular with illicit THC vape manufacturers as a cutting or diluting agent. The viscosity of vitamin E acetate hid from consumers that the THC oil had been diluted, allowing manufacturers to charge high prices for a less pure product. Soon after the Leafly article was published on September 6th, the FDA issued a statement warning consumers to stop using vaping products containing THC and vaping products of any kind that were obtained off the street or from unknown sources. On the same day, the CDC uh, was still recommending individuals consider not using e-cigarettes. A month later, in November 2019, the CDC finally announced that CDC's Peter Briss and the Lung Injury Response Team had identified the chemical compound responsible for the outbreak. That's a quote from the CDC. And ironically, they later received an award for their, their work. Uh, after warnings about vitamin E acetate and illicit THC vapes were made public and the police shut down a huge THC vape manufacturing operation in South in southern Wisconsin in September 2019. There was also one, I believe, later that month in Minnesota. Uh, cases of Evali dropped off dramatically. Subsequent studies have also pointed to vitamin E, acetate, and illicit THC vapes as the cause. For example, a study published November 19th illicit, or tested illicit THC vapes seized by police in 2019, including products seized in Wisconsin Raid, and compared them to products seized in 2018. None of the products tested that were seized in 2018 contained vitamin E acetate, while all of the THC-containing products seized in 2019 tested positive. Because many Evali patients used THC and nicotine-containing products, nicotine-containing products were evaluated as well. None of the nicotine-containing products tested contained THC or vitamin E acetate. Furthermore, in a study published in February 2020, vitamin E acetate was also identified by researchers in 94% of the lung fluid samples, again, this is for that particular study, obtained in 51 case patients in 16 states, but was not found in lung fluid obtained from a healthy comparator group. Additionally, among the case patients for whom laboratory or epidemiologic data were available, 94% had detectable THC or its metabolites in their lung fluid or had reported vaping THC products in the past 90 days. Nicotine or its metabolites were detected in only 64% of the case patients. However, to date, no nicotine vapor product has been found to contain vitamin E acetate or any other toxin that would cause similar adverse effects. It should be noted that vitamin, vitamin E acetate is an oily chemical that is insoluble in water, while nicotine vapor products use water-soluble ingredients, which makes the two incompatible. Uh, let's see. Taken together, the vast majority of the evidence points to illicit THC vapes containing vitamin E acetate as the cause of Evali. Finally, why have nicotine vapor products been implicated? Although reporters, cannabis industry experts, vaping advocates, bloggers, 
Doctors and non-CDC researchers around the country raised alarms over vitamin E acetate for more than two months before CDC decided to specify the substance in its alerts. And even after that, the agency continued to warn that other constituents in cannabis and nicotine vapes might be at fault and refused to remove e-cigarettes from the name. Furthermore, language on the CDC Evali webpage continues to confuse the public by using the terms e-cigarette and vapes, vapes interchangeably, leaving the impression that THC and or vitamin E acetate is commonly found in nicotine vapor products. Although both nicotine-containing and THC-containing vapor products are both referred to as vapes and vaping, only nicotine-containing products are referred to as e-cigarettes by both the industry and consumers. At the same time, anti-harm reduction groups and politicians jumped on the opportunity to place blame for Evali on nicotine products, especially Juul, in order to pass laws and flavor bans. To this day, these organizations, anti-vaping researchers, and media outlets continue to implicate nicotine vapor products in the Evali outbreak. And that is your rundown. Oh, I like the new slideshow that we <laughs> This is fun. <laughs> I like I, I I like that uh, you know we're we're posing questions and kind of following right up with just here are the facts. This is what we're getting down to. So um, definitely going to take questions while we do this, but I think we're ready to, as far as I know, have kind of a broader discussion about this. Yes, are you let's go into a deep dive. You ready let's to jump it. right into this? Let's do it. All right, let's take a deep dive into a volley. I want to start this out by as much as I don't like giving FDA any kind of credit whatsoever, ever uh, FDA did put out a press release quite a bit of time before CDC really put anything out. Uh, I don't know if we have that handy or ready at all, but I do remember FDA issuing um, some sort of press release about vitamin E acetate, or at least this being, more notably concerned in like the illicit THC cart market, as opposed to either, you know, legal THC or nicotine vaping. They, they kind of put out a press release at one point. Maybe I can find that while we're. We did. Well, I have it. It's actually in the links below. Um, and I, cause I did put all the links to everything. I have sources. There's about 13, 15, 16 sources for all this, which are in the description already. I got them in there ahead of time. Awesome. Um, Kristen's a boss, you guys. So you can find them. Uh, let me see. I need to. Yeah, I mean, as much as I, I, I hate giving FDA credit, but credit due when you know when and where it's due. Uh, even FDA reacted to this uh, more accurately and quickly than CDC did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Ivali. We we still hear about it all the time. You know, I, I mean, we still hear about popcorn lung all the time. So I guess to me, it just makes sense that we're still floating around Evali out in the media. Uh, and like you said, one of the biggest reasons for that is the language of Evali itself uh, and CDC refusing, I mean, countless people uh, and, and people in, um, you know, tobacco and nicotine research have called CDC out on this. I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe Dr. Brad Radu has even called uh, the CDC out on on the, this language and how it desperately needs to be changed because, like you said, when we when we use the term e-cigarettes specifically, we are only talking about nicotine vapor products. Vaping as a term um, has kind of been 
this interchangeable thing between both industries for quite some time. And it's kind of hard to even say really which industry or consumer group was using the term vaping first. Mm -hmm. But e-cigarettes specifically, right out of the, the e in Ivali, <laughs> is specific to nicotine vapor products only. You will never find a, a THC product that uses the term e-cigarette. Listen, I'm going to pull up one of the links that I put in there actually is this one from, um, <clears throat> of all places, CNBC, uh, talk, and this was not the original heading for this, uh, for this article. The original article was CDC FDA clash on warning consumers during lung disease. The original heading, which I think is interesting that that's changed since then. Um, oops. I have no idea what's going on here. I don't want to be in there. Gotta love those pop-ups. <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, at least you have an ad blocker. Sorry, it won't let me. There you go. I don't know. I'd get um, bombarded. I probably should ads. turn it off. It's gonna... um, but this article here in 2019 was talking about, if it says right here, um, where is that? It says basically on one day, the... Uh, it talks about THC and, and then it says, it says in the meantime. Okay, so it says up here somewhere, I think it said FDA said that uh, in the meantime, CDC urged people to avoid e-cigarettes, yet the, here it is. In the meantime, the CDC, this almost a, like on the same day, the CDC was telling people avoid e-cigarettes. I mean, specifically e-cigarettes. Uh, and then the Food and Drug Administration was specifying to avoid THC containing vaping products. Um, because those seem to be most tied in with uh, with the um, with the lung injuries, and CDC was just holding on to this uh, hope, <laughs> I guess. Because yeah, really. Enough people reported. I mean, it was a small portion, but some people claim I have never had THC. I didn't use THC. I've only used nicotine. Um, and for some reason, they also seem to say there was confusion because people used, used uh, both cannabis or THC. And again, these are illicit products um, versus they use both nicotine and THC. So they're like, well, it could be in either one. It's like, yeah, but that you already know that people who only said they use THC were the ones with the with the uh, vitamin E acetate. And um, yeah, they they just kept holding on to this. Well, it could be anything. It could be anything. And, and even today you go on their website and they do say, they do specify, okay, this THC and stuff, but they say, but we can't rule out, you know, we can't rule out that there's something else, which is absolutely ridiculous. And if you read Clyde's article again, down in the chat or down in the, um, in the description, Clyde's article, I tried to put headers on there too. His article is linked there too. He did a great article on why it can't be nicotine products that were causing this because there was there was nothing happening and the leafly article is really good too so i would recommend people read the leafly article as well but the fact that there was nothing that that people were not getting sick from this thing in 2018 and the vitamin e acetate wasn't found in products uh seized in 2018 people once they discovered that the that this was in these products and they got around into the cannabis community, I guess you'd say, all of a sudden it disappeared and all of a sudden the cases just took a nosedive. 
And sure. the fact that most of the products that people in the U.S. that were nicotine products that we used in the U.S. were also being used around the world. And yet Evali wasn't breaking out anywhere else except for here where people were using vitamin E acetate in these uh in these uh, illicit cannabis products. So it just, it made no sense. And then also the fact that after the vitamin E acetate was made public, not only the cases drop off, but nothing was discovered in nicotine products. Nobody's changed any formulations of nicotine products. I mean, they banned vitamin E acetate and e-cigarettes, which was just silly. Um, yeah, ban, ban the thing that doesn't work. That, yeah, you can't it, put it Like in you it. can't even add, you could potentially, yeah. I guess you could put vitamin E acetate in nicotine e-liquid, but it would remain at the surface. It would be very clearly visible. It wouldn't mix. There's, there's no way to create a homogenous solution of e-liquid and, oh, and vitamin E acetates. It's literally like mixing oil and water. It just simply doesn't work. Yeah. And, um, and if there was I something- recall, actually, after Leafly, and, and a lot of credit to Leafly on this, you mentioned them earlier. Uh, Leafly, again, is a is a, a Canadian journal on cannabis, uh, and they really were the ones that followed this out of the gate and really did some incredible reporting here. And I'm not I'm not going to name the name of the website, but Leafly had called a, a company out very specifically that mm -hmm. was selling vitamin E acetate uh, in liquid form as a a you know uh, a solvent to dilute or or whatnot to to cut THC oil or, or distillate or what have you with. And after they called that out, I can recall going to that website, seeing vitamin E acetate being sold, branded, marketed for this purpose. And it was either later that day or the very next day, that website went dark. Like it, yeah. the whole site went dark. Like I remember going back to look at it, to show somebody like screenshot this site and be like, this is what's being sold. And it was gone. That site was taken down. Like they were out the door. It was, uh, it was, it was, you know. If, if that doesn't scream guilty, I don't know what's, uh, what it does. <laughs> and, but, um, and, you know, I didn't put it, I didn't specify it in the summary because it was sort of more of a deep dive thing. But there were, I mean, a lot of the cannabis, the, the legit cannabis shops went in, checked, tested their products. Is this sure. in any of our products? It was found in a very, very few products. But what's really interesting, I found too, which actually I didn't even realize. I mean, I knew living in Wisconsin that there was that big bus that happened in Kenosha and I hadn't even heard about the one that happened up in Minnesota, but the one in Minnesota, they said that that guy was distributing from out of state, which to me probably indicates it came from the Wisconsin, which is this huge, I mean, just this huge production. And the fact that they were in southeastern Wisconsin and the, the earliest outbreaks were identified in Kenosha, Wisconsin and in Illinois. So, I mean, and then it's kind of spread out from there and started popping up, but never in any other countries except for that one or two, which again, I often saw people mislabeling certain things. Oh, the person vaped, so they must have Evali. And then, oh, wait, they had bronchitis or something. Yeah, you know, the issues or, with identifying Evali, yeah, a lot of it yeah, going off of symptoms or, or what people are saying they're using. Right. Um, some of those cases that are outside of the US could be false or they could be real. I mean, it's it's not unlikely that, um, you know, I have friends in the UK, I have friends all around the world. And I think a lot of people in this community do as well, uh, just because of how expansive, you know, the, the tobacco harm reduction vaping community is to have somebody, um, you know, or the cannabis community in general, I mean, global to 
buy a cart for a buddy and and ship it somewhere you know what i mean like that's that's not completely unlikely or out of the realm of possibility so some of those cases that did happen somewhere else could have been a cart that was potentially produced here and and shipped elsewhere whether via a social media sale or a friend unknowingly uh something like that is you know that, that's that's a real big possibility and, and like you said that, those though. cases being so exclusive to the US and such a a short time frame that this event really occurred now I sh I'm sure there are still um possible cases of avali kind of trickling in here or there people who are still oh, using cards. this to dilute cards hopefully that's not hopefully we've learned but you know 8 billion people in the world not everybody gets the the hint right yeah. away well, just the fact that the second greatest number were in Canada, which sure. borders right on the U.S., sure. very yeah. easy to go back and forth. And the fact that ever since it's been identified, there's been no cases of people who only vaped nicotine because none of the because, like I said, the, that's where I was going with that was that the 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 legit cannabis shops were making sure it got off their shelves. Obviously, the. Um, the illicit guys were like, uh, we don't want our customers dying. So they probably stopped using it. And uh, yeah, that's a really bad business model. Yeah, bad, bad business it's model. It's a horrible business model. And I know somebody's going to make a comment about tobacco companies, but we're not going to go there. Um, but the yeah, but typically, typically, if you start smoking, you, you're not in a hospital with you know, right, in need of right, new right. lungs in two weeks. Yeah. And so, I mean, if it was, if, if there was anything in nicotine, only vapor products and actual e-cigarettes because THC carts are not e-cigarettes, as <laughs> Logan said. Um, if there was anything in those, nobody's changed their formulas. Nobody's done anything different since Evali happened, and yet we're not having continuous high numbers. So, I mean, it's just everything points to it being these illicit THC carts. Uh, sure. it's, it's a way of cutting it because... Um, why, from what I read, I think, I don't know if it was Leafly or something else, or somebody was explaining to me, was that people, when they buy these these carts, they'd pull it up. It looks kind of like a, a tank, and they would go like this. All right. I don't out. have one handy. It's downstairs, <laughs> or I would, I would give a demonstration. I don't want to get flagged either on YouTube, what a cart so. looks like. <laughs> but they would tip it to see how the bubble flowed through it because it be because cannabis oil is, is an oil. Very so thick. So it would look like an oil in, you know, the bubble would go through really slowly. But if it was liquidy and cut with something like water or or even I guess they used to cut it with like. But you wouldn't be able to cut it with, with water really. Specific, well, you know what I'm saying? Like just, it just sure. diluted, whatever they diluted it with. There's a whole list. Read the Leafly article. They talk yeah. about it much better than I can. Um, but what they would do is this vitamin E acetate was um, almost the identical color and thickness of cannabis mm -hmm. oil. And so they would throw that in there and then you could make it look like it's, oh, this is pure. It's got that perfect thickness sure. and uh, it wasn't. So that was the whole purpose of using it. People are wondering why people were using it in the first place. Sure. I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is, this is just classic drug cutting uh, at the yeah. end of the day. It's the same reason why <laughs> cocaine has been cut with, with vitamin B for a really long time uh, or, or, you know, baking soda or what have you, baking powder. Um because you're 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 able to take something uh, that typically is harmless. Um, my experience with cocaine uh, led to a lot of vitamin B. I got a lot of vitamin B in my diet during those times um, because it's it's essentially tasteless, odorless. It's a white powder. 
Mm. Uh, but the, the purpose of drug cutting is simply more bang for your buck. You right. know, if you were to have something that's very pure, uh, you can dilute that down. Uh, you know, it's 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 all a profit thing from there. So this is this is just classic drug cutting. I think a lot of this ties to um, the state of prohibition in this country in general, um, as far as this being an illicit THC problem. If we had federally legal, um, you know, cannabis, if cannabis wasn't still a schedule one controlled substance, if, uh, you know, states were to press forward with legalizing, uh, this may have never happened. Uh, it's still potential that it could happen. Uh, there will always and forever probably be an illicit market of drugs simply because of the cost of legalization with taxes and things like that, that, that a lot of states, uh, almost all the states that have legalized are still dealing with. But this is, this is, this is just a classic um, outcome of prohibition, really. Uh, now, let me and, see if I can find that map while you're talking. I'm going to see if I can. And one of the that. things I do want to mention as well, I have I have a few thoughts here that I'd like to bring up uh, in regards to prohibition and people reporting um, what they were using. Uh, it's definitely and certainly not outside the realm of possibility that the people who were reporting only using nicotine use were fearing prosecution uh, if they were to admit THC use in states and, and whatnot where it was illegal. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people forget about that, that we're, we're supposed to be able to be open and honest with our doctors and things like this about what we're using. But at the end of the day, people are still very afraid to talk about the drugs and substances they use for fear of prosecution, jail, imprisonment, losing their kids, losing their homes, losing their jobs. Uh, so it's, it's a very real uh, fear for people to say, yes, this is what I'm actually vaping and this is where I got it. This is what I'm using. Uh, and I think that's that's a very valid reason to lie about the substances that people are are choosing to use. Um, the other thing I wanted to highlight is there was discussion. There was even a study, of, uh, an incredibly poor study that we, you know, that's nothing new to us, that came out mm -hmm. during uh, kind of, I think, slightly just after the the big peak of Ivali, um, pointing towards, um, I believe it was nichrome metal. Uh, being a plausible thing for causing a volley. And this was kind of piggybacking off of the heavy metals in your lungs craze that we've been going through and we still see today. Um, but again, the, the heating elements that we use in nicotine vapor products, um, some of them are ceramic, some of them are nichrome, stainless steel, SS316, canthal, these different metals. Um, these are heating elements and materials that we have been using for years and years and are also used globally by millions of people every single day. So again, to have an isolated event like this occur really only in the United States when these exact same products are used around the world and have been for years and years and years, that just doesn't add up either. And there was a whole lot of other flaws in that study that was published. Um, but I remember very specifically seeing a number of drug harm reduction activists sharing that study, trying to trying to, you know, kind of get involved and maybe point towards this to, I think, personally take the eyes off of THC and cannabis, uh, because a lot of those activists, you know, know that good quality THC carts are not what is causing this. And so I think a lot of that was kind of them making the attempt to say, hey, you know, it's not THC, but unfortunately, that that study was also deeply flawed. And anybody who has been in this space long enough 
took one look at that and just said, yeah, no, that that makes absolutely no sense. Right. Yeah, because it, it would have hit so many different areas. Sure. We, I mean, we would have seen it years ago and we would have seen yeah. it around the world. Yeah. And that's the big thing. It was so isolated. And of course, they try to put, oh, but there was one in Japan. It's like, really? I mean, come on. And, and here this map shows where you mainly saw it. And first of all, just seeing how I'm surprised Wisconsin is not bigger, to be honest with you, that bigger number. And I'm surprised about Texas. Sure. But one of the things I remember talking about at the time was that a lot of the states being hit really didn't have they either a it was illegal. They didn't have any kind of regulated THC market or B, they did have one, but it was so heavily regulated and taxed that it cost a small fortune. Yeah, I mean, and, and California is a good example of that. Plus just the size and population of California in general. California, uh, which has legalized recreational cannabis use, also still has a thriving black market for cannabis because of those regulations and taxes. You know, when you when you legalize for the affluent only, uh, you still leave an entire market open to people who can't access or afford those legal products. When Joe up the road still has a better deal than your local dispensary, right. you're going to buy from Joe up the road. You know, people are very, you know, financially conscious when it comes to things like that. So. And Skip is saying here, the Minnesota has medicinal, but it's so expensive in the dispensary that people get their med card and then buy it on the street. Sure. And, uh, yeah. and it's definitely not legal in Wisconsin. I can tell you that much. And then I'm not sure where Illinois was at that point. If somebody in the chat wants to tell me. Yeah, and then said, yeah, it was like 72,000. Sure. 72, now somebody, oh, Skip was also asking, does anyone know if any of the Wisconsin carts from the Huff Hines, which that name is so ironic. Um, that's, that's the family who was selling them, the Huff Hines. Uh, busted were tested for vitamin E. I haven't run across an article stating they were or the results. Um, I could not find one either, um, Skip, but I think, I, I strongly suspect that the ones that they got in Minnesota, and I forget what the town was, that they, those came from the Huffines manufacturing process. I believe that they were distributing all around and it was um, it was busted right after, I believe. So yeah, I, I think that, so I, I kind of, that's the one I used and you'll see it linked down in the description of the study that looked at these um, seized products and compared them to the 2018 products. Um, and, and just like where the breakout was and everything. I mean, it just, it just makes so much more sense that it was the vitamin E acetate. And yet, if you look at, again, there's some links down below, you'll see there's still documents. Um, and, I, and actually, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about, because I'm going to go try and see if I can pull up this. Uh... Yeah, I do. I um, I don't know. I'm just going to name the thing, because it's actually not a, a drug product. Specifically, it doesn't contain any drugs. But I remember the craze around dank vapes. There was all of this craze around dank vapes and everybody was pointing to this being dank vapes. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a lot of investigation done into this company. And it turns out that dank vapes is simply an empty cart and packaging company. Mm -hmm. So people uh, who were manufacturing these products at home, illicitly, what have you, were just buying these empty dank vape carts and boxes, filling them themselves and then selling them from there. But because of that, because of that branding, because of that name, because of that product, all of a sudden, dank vapes themselves were under a lot of fire. 
but you know, at the end of the day, like again, they're just selling empty carts, empty cartridges um, for you to essentially DIY your own uh, THC distillate or product or whatever. Uh, and and they're kind of in that realm of like what what people do with this from here is not on us. You know, we're simply selling cardboard boxes and empty cartridges. Um, yeah, it's I mean, kind of like blaming the manufacturer of the name of the uh, cigarette wrappers for being the company that was putting up this bad stuff. Sure. Because yeah. 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 It's, it's like it's like blaming zigzag for half of the, you know, uh, roll your own deaths in the country. And it's just it's just not it's just not the not the case. Um, OK, well, I'm going to put this up here because Robert says that our title is pure clickbait. You may have missed the first few minutes, Robert. We went over all of these. Sure. Catch the slides of, yeah, go back and look at the beginning because we went through a whole slideshow on how it started, why it got its name, what, how it got involved with nicotine and the deaths. So you might want to go back and take a look at that. We've tried very hard not to make this. We are, we are technically are. still explaining Ivali this entire Yeah, time. that's what we're talking about right now. And we um, are, and, and we are explaining things. <laughs> um, okay, so let me see. I was going to add, because this is what happened. I was talking about, well, how did this all get conflated with, um, with e-cigarettes besides the name. Um, and one of the things that I mentioned was that people were, um, let me pull this up here, that they were, they were purposely, you know, making that a part of it. Essentially they were, they were, here was a truth initiative, uh, <clears throat> press release that came out and, um, they were talking, they were talking about, uh, the outbreak, lower intentions to use e-cigarettes among young people. This this kind of illustrates exactly why they wanted to conflate Juul and all that other kind of stuff with it. Because they said, news of a nationwide outbreak of e-cigarette vaping associated lung injury was associated with views about the risks of e-cigarettes among young users and non-users, according to their own research. They pat themselves on the back for that one. Uh, they suggest that encouraging awareness of health risks of vaping can support efforts to prevent e-cigarette use and encourage quitting. So they're essentially admitting right there that, oh, this is great propaganda. We can use this to scare kids away from e-cigarettes, even though we know it has nothing to do with e-cigarettes. Um, truth initiative. What did this do about the perceptions around THC carts for young adults exactly. and youth? Because yeah. that's the biggest issue. They, 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 they diverted that, that sense of, of danger here, right? Like they, they implicated e-cigarettes and nicotine products while absolutely saying nothing to discourage the use of THC products. And there is a higher chance that youth have access to illicit products more than they have access to legally sold products. So if youth are going to choose to vape something and everybody is screaming about e-cigarettes and they go, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to pick up that, that, you know, regulated and, and safer e-cigarette product. I'm going to pick up this THC cart that my buddy Joe is selling on Snapchat instead. And that's what I'm going to vape. So right. how much of that, that diversion actually led to more people using these illicit products as opposed to using regulated and safer products how much more harm did that cause at the exactly. end than good yeah and if 
you scroll through this, like that's that's what makes my blood boil, Kristen, is like oh yeah, that amount of harm that comes from that that kind of misinformation. Misinformation, yeah. And I mean, if you scroll through this, they don't have any mention, any mention whatsoever of vitamin D acetate. I mean, look when and look what this was. This was from January twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. So it was very well known by that point about vitamin E acetate. And they essentially just talk about young people who didn't use e-cigarettes, perceived risk of lung injury during the outbreak, had lower intentions of using e-cigarettes. Talks about the U.S. facing the outbreak of lung injuries associated with vaping, resulting in 2,807, I don't know why I keep saying that number wrong, hospitalized cases or deaths. And you look very carefully, whenever you see this spoken about, you will not see them talk about the specific number of deaths. They like to wrap them together so that people read that 2,800 people died from Evali. That's the way it comes off of, oh, they died, you know, cases or deaths. They 2,800 people died. Oh my gosh, this is another epidemic, which they're still pushing. Um, and then so you can see how they talk down here about, uh, where is it? You know, just the awareness of Evali tied with higher perceptions of risks of vaping and what their perceptions are by race. Vaping, know the truth. The National Youth Vaping Preven- Prevention Curriculum has developed part of Truth Initiative's nationally recognized anti-vaping truth campaign. Gives them the facts about e-cigarette use. You know, oh, you can get lung disease, brain worms, and it makes you depressed because, you know, that's all the facts about that. And then at the same There's time... nothing factual in that entire page. Mm-mm, no, yeah. And so so then <sighs> at the same time, this one came out in August of 2019, which was right about the time that it was sort of... I mean, it peaked in, I want to say, late September... And the and then it started. They started going down after that. Once people finally getting got the truth about the fact of what it was, and not that you know everybody's quitting their jewel and still vaping their dank vapes. You know, I mean, so it, it took longer. That's what exactly what you were saying is that it probably could have spiked and gone down a lot faster had the truthful information gotten out. Uh, but this is our friend Matt Myers from uh, Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids, and he also is talking. You know, just jumped on. Lung illnesses related to e-cigarettes underscore urgent need to relate regulate these products. If we and then could do two things to that headline to make it real, to make it truthful, we would drop the word lung and change e-cigarettes to drugs. Illnesses related to drugs underscore the urgent need to regulate these products. There you go. Good point. Now you have a factual headline. And it was it was just ridiculous too, because if you know people who were paying attention back then also saw. They, they tried to relate these to flavors. I mean, they're like, sure. this is why we need to ban flavor. And this really was how Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey. Yeah. I don't think what was the other one. I can't. I can't remember. There was one. If there was. Oh, well, Mich- Michigan had a temporary one. I think Oregon yeah. or or. Yeah, Washington. I mean, and unfortunately, you know, uh, Alex and I here both in New York, really, really watched this go down in real time. I can still remember watching uh former governor cuomo say is vaping safer than smoking yes technically but so what i can hear i can oh hear that God. but so what still oh, echo in my it. head yeah around all of this and Bali was really the tipping point here in new york to get that flavor ban passed right we, we passed a, a ban on safer products safer nicotine products that had absolutely nothing to do with this so we ignored 
the thing that was actually harming and killing people banned a product that was diverting other people from harming and killing themselves and we still willfully sell the products that kill people like it's, yeah. it's just it's the kind of stuff that that just drives you insane or is this rb michael it boggles, yeah, it, my, it, little brain. It boggles my little brain i know too. that exact same feeling yeah and i'm trying to catch up on the comments here because i've been talking and haven't really been uh, Skip was talking about how they had a customer quit vaping nicotine to go yeah. back to smoking while they continued to vape THC carts, and they didn't want to believe her that it was THC. Um, yeah. That's why this whole, that whole idea that all these things that are targeting youth and teens aren't going to affect adults. I, I just don't. I don't know where they get that idea from. And here's the, the other irony: this disease. And if you go and you look at the the link down there. The people who died, and I touched on this a bit during the slides, the people who died were mainly older. They, they weren't teens. They weren't young uh, adults. They were mostly older, and they had other health issues. Uh, sounds a lot, you know, COPD and, and, and cardiovascular disease. So it sounds to me like, you know, obesity and all the associated things like diabetes and stuff like that. So it sounds to me a lot, and, and there was like 68. Uh, yeah, and it might be more than but there's less than 100. Yeah, and it's very similar to, to, to COVID where if you already had underlying health issues, you know, and but that's not to say that was the only case because there were some kids. <clears throat> I know there was at least one kid who had a, a lung transplant and stuff like that. and But there were a lot of kids who insisted that they did not use THC. And later on, it was found in their system or metabolites or, or they finally, were, they finally were admitted it. Who, who spoke out after the fact down the road who finally had said you know yes i i was using thc cards that i bought illegally uh but those those reports never made big media waves like the initial you know the initial the damage was done we see those corrections i mean do we ever see those corrections ever make big news no that that doesn't that's not clickbaity enough for people like robert uh, to have the effect that it needs to have when we actually have those corrections made. And that's that's also just a really big shame. I mean, this this falls back on our public health institutions. This falls back on CDC. This, pol this falls back on the media uh, just perpetuating this narrative and not doing the journalistic homework that they should be doing. Thank you, Leafly, for doing it. Um, and filters, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, and, uh, it's, it's just the tale as old as time when it comes to this sort of thing with, with drugs and prohibition, um, and, and outbreaks like this. I mean, this happens and, and a volley, I think really took such a big hold at this time. And it was so blown up because of the heated debate around vaping that we were already in. You know, uh, there have been things that have entered the illicit drug market for decades, um, products that that were more dangerous than others for cutting with or, or things like this that made it in uh, to the illicit market that we've never heard a media report ever about. The only people that know about it are the people who were using the drugs at the time. But specifically this 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 heated debate around the country involving e-cigarettes and youth that we were in and how it was such a hot button topic for media this really got a lot of spotlight shown on it yeah and you know and i'm gonna just real quick uh, professor milky uh, wasn't just uh in the u.s 
they say this was also a pretext to completely illegalize e-cigarettes in India, Mexico, et cetera. And you're absolutely right. They did, oh, the outbreak in America. And then they, and then to this day, you're seeing them use, these other countries use that as a pretext to ban them and, and flavors and things like that, which is, is, is just ridiculous. And, and one of the irony that this just occurred to me, and I hadn't planned on talking about this, but just really quick is that the irony is that had this been an outbreak with e-cigarettes, they may have never found what it was because it was the doggedness of the cannabis folks who wanted to show that, look, this is not, you know, we, we have to solve this right away because this is going to affect us. And that's the kind of thing that we as the the uh, people who consume nicotine and and if you're out there and you're a manufacturer or whatever, that you should be on top of this. If you're in this nicotine community, should be on top of these things too. And that's why Kassad would want to know if there was something that was causing harm to somebody because we're not, we're here to give information. We're not here to just promote it. You know, it's, it's to let people know about it. Sure. But you know, if something came up and it, there was an issue with doing something like we talked about uh, diacetyl and um, we have a whole sector on, DIY. Um, so, I mean, we're going to let you know if there's risks too. And that's, that's the part about getting the truth out there, but there needs to be more. I'd like to see more of the tobacco harm reduction and the drug harm reduction kind of coming together. And I think, I think, I think, uh, I think they're starting to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty ingrained kind of in just the harm reduction community in general, both on, on, uh, the illicit drugs and and tobacco side of things and and legal drugs as well and I think there are a lot of people uh, veterans of the drug harm reduction community really kind of coming around to it I think one of the biggest turnoffs for a lot of people in the drug harm reduction community is the involvement of incumbent tobacco companies in this space um, but at the end of the day it is it is nice to start to really see a lot of people coming around to it yeah. it's um it's just one of those things that you know that we, we separate things like tobacco from drugs. We separate things like alcohol from drugs when really at the end of the day, they all kind of fall under a very similar, if not the same umbrella. Um, and I'm constantly encouraging people to, to kind of expand beyond their own harm reduction um, and kind of move into the overall, um, again, umbrella of, of drug harm reduction. Right. Right. So, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much the uh, gist of it. You guys, that there is to date, there has been nothing found in e-cigarettes, nicotine vapor products, which are e-cigarettes. And if anybody in the media or researchers out there, if you end up somehow coming across this, uh, feel free, you guys to share this everywhere, uh, whenever you see Volley talked about, but if you come across this, stop calling, they don't put THC in e-cigarettes that that's, that's like, it's like calling everything that somebody smokes a joint. You know, it's like calling sure. a marble a joint. You can't be, you know, nobody calls a marble cigarette a joint. So nobody sure. calls um, nicotine vapor products or THC vapor products e-cigarettes. It's just not what they're yeah. called. And you're still confusing things by continuing to use that terminology. We call on the CDC to take that that name and just get rid of the e-cigarettes part of it because you're still just confusing people and people will still just see e-cigarettes. I've, I've seen a lot of different kind of <clears throat> alternate acronyms thrown around for this. And I don't know what the best one is. Skip might have it. Vitamin, vitamin E acetate. 
vaping associated lung industry industry injury um you know it's it's one of those things i saw a lot of people trying to say well this should be called like thc volley but again thc itself is not yeah is not the substance to blame here either uh, and I saw a lot of hate get thrown kind of towards THC once this came out, uh, you know, as well. Um, but again, it, it wasn't nicotine. It wasn't e-cigarettes. It certainly wasn't THC, you know, a, a, a substance that human beings have been consuming for millennia. Um, this is really entirely vitamin E acetate in illicit products. Yeah. Uh, a direct result of prohibition, a direct result of a patchwork of regulation around this country. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's just it, it, it's just a really big shame. And it just cries the need for, um, you know, the legalization and regulation of drugs across the board, because this doesn't just stop with THC products. Uh, this is this is something that uh, all people who use drugs deal with in the markets that they have to go through to access those drugs. Uh, whereas someone who walks into a liquor store uh, can very safely feel confident that the product they are buying, that they are going to co go home and consume, um, is regulated, doesn't have things in it uh, that are not meant to be there or are not, you know, safe, quote unquote, safe alcohol isn't safe, but to consume. Uh, same with when you walk into a tobacco shop and you were to buy tobacco, uh, you are buying a product that is regulated, uh, that has gone through an entire process uh, in order for you to go home and consume it and not end up, you know, dropping dead two minutes later or or whatnot. Um, same with your 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 vapor products. When you walk into a vape shop to buy e-liquid you have the confidence of knowing that that product is is you know uh, regulated to a certain extent that that when you go home you're not going to vape you know vitamin e acetate or some other cosmetic chemical that's not supposed to be there um so again this you know is is just it's just the iron law of prohibition hard at work in this country as it's been for decades yeah it, it, and that's and that's just a thing is that they're they're working so hard to to conflate this with vaping and, and they're completely missing the point by not understanding that a lot of this happened because it's prohibited and making something prohibited does not make something go away we've seen that with cannabis yeah it only and, makes it less safe and just and just exactly and just the irony of that you know teens i think it's something like 20 percent of teens for like the last 20 years, it's been pretty consistent of how many use uh, various cannabis products and they're completely, they were completely unregulated. Nobody was promoting them. There's no ads to be seen. There's no, no camel or, or any yeah. cute cartoon promoting it. And yet kids were still doing it. So this whole idea that kids are doing something because it's got an advertiser, it's because flavors, but because, but they understand that that's created a, a black market that's caused more harm. And they're finally coming around to that and realizing that they should just legalize it because then they can do the same thing with it that they did with alcohol and, and regulate it and tax it and all that kind of stuff. But the 
they're just turning around doing the same thing with the vaping. They're trying to use this as an excuse to ban it. And it's like, did yep. you not understand that this whole thing, Evali, happened because of banning stuff? Yeah. <laughs> of course, this is what they're not getting. And I want to, before we, before we wrap this up, I want to highlight this really quick from Robert. He said it often makes it more attractive to young people. And I don't know as though I necessarily agree with that it makes the substance or or whatnot more attractive to young people. But I think more young people are attracted to that market because it's easier for them to access uh, where there are no age verifications, where there are no, you know, any of those, those, uh, you know, uh, restrictions or gates for them to pass through where they simply have to find somebody willing to make the money and they will, they will happily sell that product to them. So I don't know if more people are attractive or are attracted to illicit products because they're illicit or dangerous or cool or what have you, I think it's simply the the amount of access that they have to it. You know, I think that that comes down to it. Young people, older people uh, use drugs for various and, and typically always valid reasons. Um, but it, a lot of it comes down to to access. And I think for a lot of young people, um, it's it's what they have access to and what their needs are and and the things in their lives that are not being addressed uh, appropriately or, or compassionately. And they are they're seeking something and what they can find they will use or what they uh, end up finding. A lot of young people experiment with a number of substances until they find something that works for them and meets their needs. And unfortunately, a lot of times that is through the illicit market. And that comes with just so many problems, just so many dangers, not only from the product themselves itself, <laughs> but to the situations that that not only young people, but all people put themselves in to get those products. Yeah, I was just going to say that it was something you got, got a couple of grievances here. He was saying that in Robert, to be fair, in the chat was saying that he kind of liked that danger factor. But having been the mother of teens uh, and having been one myself, I think a lot of times it's just they're at that stage. They want to be like adults. And sure. it's made illegal to them. It, yeah. Even if it's a legal product, I mean, alcohol is completely legal. Tobacco is completely legal. They're they're going after these a lot of the times to, well, first of all, that we don't give enough credit to the amount of stress that teenagers are under with their bodies changing in school and the pressure, peer pressures, not to do drugs, but just peer pressure in general of being a conforming sure. or not conforming or whatever it is. There's a lot of stuff going on in our lives. And so, and they're, they're, almost adults, you know, and they think that they're adults. And I always make the joke that they're, they think that they're uh, 10 foot tall, uh, invisible and bulletproof. You know, <laughs> that's what they think they're, yeah. they're at. And then they start reality sets in once you get into your early 20s, you know, like, wait, maybe mom wasn't so crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My yeah, and I mean, just experimenting with with changing our states of consciousness is just one of the fundamental things about being human. I mean, we've consumed uh, you know, we've consumed cannabis for over 8,000 years. We've consumed opioids like heroin and opium for over 6,000 years. I mean, mm -hmm. changing our states of consciousness is just something so deeply ingrained in human DNA. And that doesn't matter what age you are. Uh, and and I, I just think it's completely natural for people to want to and seek uh, drugs in general. Uh, and I think a lot of it does come down to uh, access, really, uh, for youth and whether that may be something um, like asking your older brother or an older friend to go get you a bottle of booze at the store. Um, you know, at least at least those young folks are getting a, a regulated product and not, uh, you know, 1930s prohibition 
bathtub gin, uh, which or, is what or, we basically have. by the government that's had yeah, to which is basically <laughs> what we have when we're talking about these illicit THC cards. Yeah, it's the equivalent of bathtub gin. <laughs> so anyhow, to summarize the summary, uh, we'll just say that you know you can go back and watch the beginning, of course, but just that uh, these. Nicotine products had nothing to do with these deaths. Uh, I'm hoping in the near future, I'm going, I would like to have us do one of these on popcorn lung because uh, it's just as bad as what they're doing. And that one still comes up constantly. Uh, but thankfully, nobody has ever done like that. Hot bag of Orville Redenbacher's while we do it. <laughs> but thankfully, nobody has died from popcorn lung with vaping. Um, but uh, yeah, please feel free to share these this video. Hopefully, we'll be doing some more of these because I'll explain uh, videos that have that short summary at the front or shorter summary at the front that we will share clips of. And those clips, you can use them as a retort to people saying, you know, lung disease and vaping and e-cigarettes and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there was no deaths from nicotine. That's what the, come, the long and short of it is. There were no deaths, Evali deaths from using nicotine only vaping products. It all came from illicit THC products that were contaminated with vitamin E acetate. And it's pretty, pretty strong, despite what all these anti-tarm reduction people and the CDC still and others are still trying to kind of keep them. We need to keep them sort of in there because we're not sure. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of maybe sort of plausibly. No, no, it's just it's just really not. I mean. There's it's just, just nothing. Real, no. There's just, they, they yeah. got nothing. They got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, I think that that pretty much does it for us this week. Yep. It cool. is. Am um, I supposed to do the spiel still? Uh, you could still do the spiel if you'd like. I can, ooh, we have I to let people know spiel. that there are not going to be any um, uh, Twitter spaces, spaces for the, the probably the remainder of the month because of the holidays and everything. And, and uh, there's some personal uh, family stuff that unfortunately some people have to deal with. Um, and uh, our thoughts are with, with uh, Alex and his family today. Um, and uh, I don't know about our show. I don't know if, do we have another, I think that. I don't know, but I can tell you what people can keep an eye on um, whether or not we do another uh, Kasa live. Right. This month, if we do, it'll be uh, two weeks from now. Um, but I highly encourage people, if you're not already following us on social media, please do that, because that is definitely going to be where we confirm or deny such things. Uh, so follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on all the social media sites. Uh, check out Kasa on Facebook and join your Kasa Facebook state group, please. And thank you. If you live in a state, we have a group for you. Um, otherwise, I think that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. Head over to Kassah.org and sign up to be a member today. It's absolutely free. Get over there. Check out our testimonials page. If you haven't submitted your story uh, about uh, quitting or cutting down or even just trying safer nicotine products and, and how that's going for you, please share your story. The more, the merrier. We absolutely welcome each and everyone's story on the site. Um, what else am I forgetting? Ooh merchandise because yeah. i has awesome merch yeah because we have awesome <laughs> merch you guys check out the merchandise shop not only do you get to be this awesome sweet swagalicious billboard for tobacco harm reduction uh but it also helps Kasa 
uh, stay up and running for all the things that we do as well. So please check all of that stuff out and check it out on SoundCloud. Every week I pull all of the audio that we do from all over the place, turn it into audio only podcasts for you to check out. I encourage people to check out SoundCloud, but if you listen to your podcasts elsewhere, we are all over the place. We're on Google, we're on Apple, everywhere, Spotify, that you listen to your podcast, give us a follow, drop likes, do all the cool stuff and things, smash every button that you find. Um, And I think... I think that's gonna do it i think that's the spiel all right all right everybody thank you for sure yeah. yeah take care everybody be excellent to each other we will see you next time <laughs>